0: Welcome to the Bruzz Bookshelf with your host, Lennon Gibbons. Today, we'll be taking a step back from our regular podcast of reviewing books and be joined by former Aggie football player and Aggie alumni, Dr. Harvey Hinton III, my frat brother, to discuss North Carolina A&T's departure from the MEAC conference for the Big South Conference. I hope you enjoy
1: All right, so this week, you know, North Carolina ANT, my school, the uh, three time repeating MEAC champions, and then, and, and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, the three time repeating national HBCU champion, you know what I'm saying, my boys, you yeah. know, that yeah, school, yeah, yeah. those guys, That's you cool. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, you know, the announcement on Thursday was there was a report. That uh, we were going to be moving to the Big South, and so Thursday everybody started wilding out, and we had a conference call. You know, some of my friends are Hall of Famers, and um I had a, I had an opportunity, man, to hear some very passionate responses, and I felt, man, it's one of those situations. I f- I feel everybody's point of view. Like it's it's weird feeling to say that we're leaving the Miac and we're going into the Big South, um. I remember Hampton did it a couple years back. And when Hampton did it, it was like, man, y'all tripping. I can't believe y'all doing that. But Hampton was a private school. And being in higher ed, I was it was kind of easy for me to see where there was some type of other implication that I wasn't aware of as it regards to finances or accreditation or something that was making them make that decision. I'm also aware that Tennessee State um, is an HBCU that has not been in a black college conference for some time now. And they, they, you know, nobody talks about them not being an HBCU, okay? So I have all these different frame of references when it comes to this move, but on a personal level, I heard this cry about, you know, we were selling out the culture. mm and let me use this as an example of something for people to think about. We are a state-supported school. I'm making this up. Let me let, let me carry the, the 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 ownership and the burden of this story. All the school chancellors come to the table, and they have their meetings, and they have to discuss, you know, why their school needs a certain amount of funding. Okay, so let's say A and T is operating with around $90 million. And it comes to the table with the NC States, the UNC Charlottes, the Ashevilles, the ECUs, and they might be operating at about 150 200 And we're saying that we need more money. And we start boasting. Oh, our, our guys are doing this, and our teams are doing this, and in our leagues we're winning this, and, and our academics are doing this, and our numbers are doing that. And these white people look at you and say, "Oh yeah, who are you doing it against?" Mm. And these white people say, "Okay, you got ninety million, and you're doing it against this guy with five million. Why should we give you more so it's that 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 aspects of business and 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 rules in a capitalistic society that don't give a damn about how you feel, and so if I'm chancellor at that moment, I have to make a decision. I can not ask for any more money and just accept what I got and keep pretending that everything is all good. They've clearly just signed me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can, I mm-hmm. can say, you know, y'all tripping and y'all doing this and that and the third and they can get rid of me. Cause I have no protection as the chancellor of a public institution it's not a lifetime contract. It's an appointment.
0: Mm. So, and I guess I guess what you're saying, to in layman's terms, that the state grants you guys X amount of dollars. Uh, let's say you said you
1: threw out the, the number yeah, ninety. I just threw million. that number out, made up number. But to your point, X amount of dollars.
0: Yeah, X amount of dollars. And you guys, and so you guys go in front of a board, and and you say, okay. Here's your your evaluation. So all the schools got to go before the state board for evaluation of performance and you know and and justify why they got this money and when they're asking for for more money. And so they're saying, hey, we doing this, 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 and this. And they saying, Hey, yeah, I understand that you guys are doing A, B, and C, but you do you guys doing A, B, and C with this large budget, and you guys are doing the same exact thing and you're competing. Against these schools with this budget, which is significantly smaller. Why should we keep giving you this large amount when your competition is only getting this small amount? They couldn't answer that question. They said, Okay, well here's the deal. If you want this amount of money, then you need to step it up and play in this conference because this conference brings more money and this more money could help um balance the budget where it can justify the revenue
1: okay, that we're so, giving you. So that's is it, that is right? That correct? The problem with it is the one and the two may not go together. <laughs> so, so the one, yeah. Okay. okay. You're playing against people who have less and you want us to give you more, but the two, this conference that we want you to go to may not necessarily be better.
0: Better in terms of uh, financial uh, gains?
1: Better in terms of performance in regards to what you do. So we have to be real careful with the reasons why. Sometimes they just, you know, you got to stick to the want and not the why. Now, the other part of that is schools are given designations according to their size, their programs, their degree offerings. And so schools have sister schools who they're compared to who are not necessarily the schools that are in the athletic conferences. And so the schools that may be um, the sister schools for A&T may not necessarily be FAMU. hmm Even though, you know, we know the FAMU-A&T rivalry with the band, the football team, the sports, the Greeks. We know all that. Yeah, but as an academic institution, we may not be sister schools as much as we think we are rivals, depending on how they are categorizing. And you know what I'm saying? And so that's the other part of it that we have to consider. But yeah, what you said is is how it – that's the broader picture. Now, it's racist as hell because why, why? – <laughs> it's racist because – the spiteness that comes out of black excellence. Oh, you think you're doing great. Let me move this carrot. So you, let's see you, let's see what you can do better. Okay. Well, let's, let's see, let's see how this goes. Those. get those. Okay.
0: So what is the gripe though? Is the gripe because you guys are moving out of a, 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 a historical black college conference and moving that money and talent over to somewhere else. Are you guys getting a bigger piece of the pie? and or is it that people are that's the
1: thing that's the thing i think i think the gripe is what you first said the one we're moving out of the the historical con we don't want to move out of we love being in the me we love okay you know (laughs) your point clear all right so now but can we look at our brothers and sisters at tennessee state and understand that they didn't as far as I know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's Tennessee State, bro. That's a black school.
0: Right, right.
1: You know? And they figured out a way to do it. And so we just gotta learn how to step our game up. We we it's gonna be okay, but yeah, we don't wanna we're feeling like we don't we not buying the logic. What's being presented to us don't make sense. Cause when you start telling us that we are getting a bigger piece of the pie. People can look at people's budgets and say, "Nah, that's not necessarily the case. So you have to be real careful with the the reasons why.
0: Do you guys see the beginning of the end of them slowly but surely dismantling like the black college and the mystique of the black college and black college football?
1: So that's the thing. I think I think I think there is a conversation that exists where people are looking to protect the history and the legacy. And okay. I fall on both sides of the argument. I, I have been what's called a, I'm, a pragmatist, what the white folks say. I don't like that word because I don't really know what it means. But what I see is historically black colleges and universities will always exist because the word is historical. So what happened has already happened. What white people have to be careful of is trying to erase the reasons why it happened. Let's face it. We had to have these schools because of segregation. The schools that were started mainly because black people wanted to see black people do good. Those schools didn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny, but that's what the hell happened. (laughs) So, so the schools that, that were really started by us are the ones that we frown our nose on. Those are the ones we don't support, you know, NCCU, North Carolina Central, and Bethune-Cookman are two schools that were started by black people that still have a degree of sustainability, and and they have a a footprint, and, and people recognize them. But both of those schools are in severe danger of losing. They've already lost. They never had what they thought they had. All they ever had was an opportunity to exist in a world that white people didn't want them in. And that's all they still got now. And that's what Carter G. Woodson's talking about. And that's that's what I see. I see the end of it. I I don't get caught up in the everyday emotions. And that's what makes it difficult because I support my people, but I don't feel like they understand the totality of what the hell is really going on. When you're in a white supremacist society, you don't get out just because you can wave your hand outside or just because you can kick your foot. It's not the hokey-pokey. Your ass is in this shit. And we pretend every day like it's okay because we live in nice neighborhoods. We have nice cars. We think we can look at our bank accounts and see that we're moving forward. Come on, man. We're so vulnerable. We're so vulnerable. Do you think... Every last one of us <clears> had the mercy of what these people want done. It ain't got nothing to do with voting. It ain't got nothing to do with none of that crazy stuff that we be talking about. The reality is we are in a vulnerable situation. Carter G. Woodson was talking about it a hundred years ago, and it has not changed. It has only gotten worse.
0: Let me ask you this. Let's say let's let's say a conference is 18. Right? Let, let, let's look at, let, let's say a conference. We're just going to look at a conference and we're going to call a conference, a team. So uh, this team is the big South team, right? And the big South team has been struggling, has been struggling to draw attention, struggling to, um, to, to, to attract a crowd for somebody to tune in and really care about the big conference, uh, the, the big South conference. We have a T who is a great player a and t brings like their own uh fan base a and t has a really right. good band to attract people who's really not into the sports but into the uh the artistry side of it a and t has a really uh, uh uh a respected uh and and formidable football team a and t is uh you know so a is a great pick so Absolutely. so a so do you think that they Per se drafted A and T or selected A and T to come on their team absolutely. to try to keep this conference absolutely up, <laughs> to keep this conference yeah, up, yeah, sure. that will be dying.
1: That's the that that is the truth. And you guys and you guys', and your guys biggest gripe is like, going. hey man,
0: we don't want to um don't don't exploit us to try to to hold your team up and and try to save your conference. We're good where we are because. When we uh, when we tried to integrate, y'all didn't want us. So now we're doing well, and y'all are struggling. Now you need us. It's a
1: form of exploitation. That is exactly what it is. But you can't say that and keep your job. Yeah. But if you're the chancellor of a state institution, you can't say that because because those 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 friends of the big South are the friends of your colleagues you understand? Yes. Yeah. So so Lenny, you're absolutely right and and we that's what I mean when I say it's complex and it happens on multiple levels. And that conversation won't make it to the light in a in a press conference, you know. I haven't I haven't done all of my homework, but I'm pretty positive most of those schools are white private schools. So to your point, right? It's something called interest conversions, you know, Um, the white man hits us on the backside and tells us we got to move. He already know that his white boy over there is in trouble. He know that. So he going to slide us to the other side of the board so we can play with his, his friends to make his friends some money. Now, we have to tell the story to ourselves that it's to help us. We can't go to our people saying that we got sold out and we selling out. So we got to tell our story about something. So we'll say, you know, we got to do it. Save on travel costs, or kids is looking at like travel costs. What you mean travel costs? We just went to the celebration, bro. We got millions of dollars. You don't understand how money gets moved, young people. Sometimes, and that's what ends up happening, man. I'm, I, I, I'm watching my people fuss and fight and make comments about stuff, man. And you know how old people used to be like, you don't know everything. You need to keep your mouth shut.
0: <laughs> yeah. social
1: media these young people talking shit man and i don't i just i don't want to sound scared like oh something gonna happen to us that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying i don't realize that they know some of the negative backlash that comes from or i don't think they understand what happens and how 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 they could be hurting Ourselves by just making statements and not having any actions behind them.
0: dog no, you know that can potentially by them making y'all leave. That can potentially hurt the MiAC conference.
1: Oh, they've already said. See, and that's the thing. So, so now the whole thing is coming out that the Miak is in trouble. All right. So yeah, it's gonna hurt the MIAC. The MIAC is in trouble, and you know. But then you can say, what does being in trouble mean? Because you can look at the books of the MEAC and you can look at the books of the Big South. And the books of the conferences may not be much different, but the conditions of the schools are. The MEAC has state-supported schools. Those Big South schools are private schools. Except for UNC Asheville. Maybe North Alabama. That's the you know what I'm saying. Those are those are those are football. This could be the beginning of the end,
0: especially with our current administration. Man, <laughs> it's 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 almost like it's it's a hit job, and we know in the past when we start seeing things, when things doesn't smell right, it's something our intuition is not failing us. And I can see this being the beginning of the end because right now. The MiAC, let me let me go to the MIAC and see who we have left in our conference. Because we gotta have some people in our conference to even uphold a conference because I can hear I bro,
1: can see the- I can see I can see Howard and FamU right behind AT. I don't know Norfolk State like that, but Norfolk State might be right behind and like Norfolk State might be in the same situation as AT. They might be doing a little better than they supposed to. They might be doing just fine. The idea of all of them going back to the CIAA, hey man. Uh, now, after you guys leaving, that's going to be down to eight schools, and then now
0: then you can come to the conference and say, hey, it's eight schools. Uh, we can't we can't afford to keep supporting this. We're going to have to dismantle this conference. So I can see Bethune Cookman, Florida Florida A and M, um, and going somewhere, like sending us, yeah. (laughs) I I can see this totally getting split up here pretty soon. This is the beginning of the end.
1: But, okay, and that's the thing, like, again, is if the beginning was because y'all can't operate with us, and the ending is, we need y'all to be with us to make us strong, I'm just saying, man. This shit is weird. <laughs> we we fall in love with being put in the back because we we made a home in the back. But just don't ask us to come out because you want us to come out to do something for you. I guess that's what we're trying to say. Like a, like apologize. Like tell us you tell us you love us first. Like I I guess that's what we're trying to say as a people. You know what I'm saying? We don't know we don't know how to say it we tired of y'all using us for y'all own good is what we're trying to say. We're tired of y'all not giving us credit. Y'all know damn well we the hottest thing going. So why don't you just say it instead of making us go through all this bullshit, making us have these arguments amongst our own people. And then you always come with this racial equity bullshit. I be telling people, Lenny, man, I get these emails all the time about these racial equity conferences. I'm like, listen, man, if the room is not full of white men, you wasting your damn time because it ain't black people who got the problem with waste or equity. So I think that's what it is, man. Like a deep, and I think that's my first time even being able to say it. It's just a deep down feeling of stop trying to use us, man. Like, own your shit, white people. Just admit it. You know?
0: Thank you for listening. Please remember to click the subscribe button. Leave a five-star rating followed by a glowing comment. Hope you enjoy